Welcome, beautiful. If you're looking for guidance on self-improvement, embodying your feminine energy, creating meaningful relationships, and showing up authentically, you came to the right place. Join me as we learn what it truly means to be a heart-centered, confident, and smart woman in today's world. I'm your host, Daisy, and this is the Chronicles of Being That Girl. I have a question for you. Have you ever been stuck in a situationship before, even though what you really wanted was serious partnership? Or what about on the flip side? Have you ever thought that you were in a serious relationship with someone only to realize that the other person had a completely different idea of it? And what about for my hot girl and my city girls out there who were just having fun trying to get in the dating pool and you come to find out somebody was just a little bit too invested in you and you may have given them mixed signals? Ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Chronicles of Being That Girl. I'm your host, Daisy, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome in. I'm so glad to have you here. I actually haven't talked on the mic in a bit, so this is super exciting for me. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about labels, the question, what are we, how to have the talk with someone, what commitment and exclusivity really means, and how to tell if somebody is just stringing you along. Today's talk is going to be a little bit juicy, so I hope that you enjoy it and let me know in the comments if you like it. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for joining in. Go ahead and put a like or a comment or engage on this video. That way I can keep delivering content like this for free to you. Now, with the fall season being here and the weather getting a lot chillier, we all know that the chillier it gets, the cozier you want to be. And honestly, cuffing season begins. Now, cuffing season is a very real thing, and psychologists know that. It's basically the time between the fall and the spring when people start to feel a lot more romantic, and it happens because not just the temperature dropping, but there's a lot more social events happening outside. The holidays are around the corner. There's a lot of events that require attention to detail and overall intimacy. People really start seeking intimacy, closeness, connection with someone else. I guess it's because when the weather drops, the panties drop. And in the beginning stages of dating and seeking new people or even trying to get closer with someone, it's super fun because there's no real strings attached. You're really just trying to vibe with that person and there's no big obligations to them. But remember, whenever there's no explicit commitment to one person, All options are possible on both sides. And it's all fun and games, but whenever you find someone that you're truly interested in or somebody finds you absolutely interesting, it's going to get to that point where somebody's going to want to invest a little bit more value. And now think about it. If you're going to invest your time, your energy, your value, and your resources into something, wouldn't you want to make an informed decision about what it truly is that you're going to get yourself into? Don't get me wrong, it can be fun and games to just go with the flow, but think about it this way. If you were about to invest $150 on a dinner, or $4,000 on a bag, or even $400,000 in a house, wouldn't you want to know all the details before you actually drop the cash? You're going to want to know the quality of this thing, what it's going to give you back in return, and all the other details about this purchase. So explain to me why you wouldn't do the same with a relationship where you're actually giving up way more. 
Now, let's say you are getting to that point where you're like, maybe I want to be exclusive. Maybe I want to start committing to this person a little bit more. Let's talk about commitment and exclusivity because they are not the same. And let me explain why. Commitment is almost like a duty to a person to allow yourself to be vulnerable, willing to spend time with them, giving them your trust. It's almost like a duty to partnership. Exclusivity, on the other hand, means that in addition to doing all of those things, you're only going to be doing it to one person. And you're going to be eliminating all of your other options from the dating pool. So when you think about it, exclusivity is a very, very expensive thing. Because it means that you have to put all of your eggs, all of your things in one single basket, and you have to eliminate everybody else who's giving you other resources. It means that both people in the relationship are gonna even have to put more value upon one another. Now you can be committed to someone and not be exclusive, which is typically the case that I see in situationships, but you can't be exclusive and not committed. It like doesn't work that way. At the end of the day, exclusivity, all it really means is being monogamous with someone. And monogamy doesn't have to be for everyone. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it does give you access to some very, very good advantages. Evolutionarily speaking, if we think about it. Right now, scientists now only estimate that 3-5% to of the 4,000 plus mammal species in the world are serious monogamists or have some social monogamy involved in their mating. Two of those cuties being beavers and otters, by the way. And there's a lot of debate about when, how it started. Like, when is it exactly that humans started becoming monogamous? I will link some resources down below if you're really interested in seeing some research papers about this. There's actually a researcher at the University of Liverpool by the name of Emma Nelson who was examining early hominid fossils to understand, like, the space between between some of the fingers and, and trying to link that to early androgen development or something like that it was really interesting and it pointed back to 3.5 million years ago that that was probably the time as to when we became monogamous and again i'm not one to be certain so definitely check it out yourself but what is apparent is that once monogamy evolved male care became far more likely to happen and this did allow for us as humans to develop bigger brains and allowed us to live for longer periods of time because if you think about it now that there's now that there's two parents raising a child that child was gonna get better food options better safety and protection and their chances of surviving are just higher in general but anyway let's go back to what this really means in relationships although exclusivity to some people does feel scary and it feels like too much other people understand the benefits that it brings and they want to participate in it some people love what exclusivity means and they are serious lovers so if you feel like you have to sacrifice your relationship dynamics and become an open person just to receive the love of someone, I needed to wrap around your head that somebody else in the world is willing to go for exactly what it is that you want to. To help with today's conversation, I actually have a question submitted by one of you girls and I'm going to go ahead and help you answer it. And the question goes, 
Okay, so me and this guy have been seeing each other for about a month and a half. It's really fun and great, and we have such an amazing chemistry. I really like him, and I personally am not talking to anyone else. We haven't discussed where this is going or if he's seeing anyone else. I would like this guy to eventually turn into my boyfriend, but I also don't want to scare him off. How would you approach this, and what would you do? Okay, in my opinion... You know what sounds scarier than popping the question, what are we? And scaring him off because it was too serious? That you get let on for months on end into something that actually does you more harm than good because you thought that that person was on the same page as you. If we don't talk and voice exactly what it is that we want, we're going to be left to assume that that person wants the same things. And I don't know if it's maturity or growing up or possibly experience, but at some point I realized that chemistry just doesn't mean that somebody is a right fit for me romantically. It doesn't mean that that just because you have chemistry and you're able to laugh with someone and you're able to feel like this really positive connection with someone, it doesn't mean that that person is willing to lay the foundation of a relationship with you. And look, there's some guys in my life who I know I'd be really, really good in bed with. I know we would have amazing vacations with, feel like we're teenagers or kids all over again, just having fun. But I know a lot of them just can't offer exactly what I need to be happy. And although there is like no right timing to ask the question, it is best to ask it when you've already kind of gotten to know each other and you're ready to take it to the next step. Like if you're already to that point where you don't want to hold off any longer, you don't want to keep investing more feelings into this without getting something back in return, it's time to have an open conversation about it. And I know that asking the question specifically, so what are we, can be really serious. It can feel taboo. You don't have to... You don't have to always ask it the exact same way. You can be a little bit playful with it. You can even bring it up in a different matter. For example, you can kind of tease the person and be like, oh, so you want to be my boyfriend or something? Like, where is this going? Like, do you see me as your girlfriend? And if they're like, uh, I don't know, you're like, oh, you don't like you don't like that label. You don't like labels or what? You know, you can really try to be fun with the conversation if that's something you want to do. You can ask it any way you want or just get straight to the point. But at the end of the conversation, what's really going to help more than anything is to honor exactly what each party wants. Your needs are going to depend a lot on your life situation, how you grew up, the attachment style that you have. And the only way to really ask someone for that is to feel safe in what it is that you want. As a divine feminine woman, one of the things that I suggest you do a lot is shadow work. I do it so consistently. Shadow work has allowed me to bridge exactly like where my inner child or where like I'm coming from and like how that shows up in person. Another thing about just honoring your feminine core is that you're going to be able to express your love and your emotions in a vulnerable and honest way. And that right there is going to allow you to attract the love that you deserve. And that can only happen if you lay the ground and talk and communicate with someone about what you need. Because let's be honest, in relationships, we all need some form of freedom and security. For example, a person that needs more freedom because maybe they grew up with really strict parents and now they just want to be free, they may not like labels. They may not like the idea of labels and the idea of labels like makes them just kind of anxious. While on the flip side, somebody who may have a little bit more of an anxious attachment style need more security 
they may feel like continuing a relationship with no labels is gonna eat away at their self-esteem and their self-respect. So my personal take on this question is it's definitely time to open up about what you want. Think about how you're going to have that conversation and whatever happens at the end, make sure that you understand both sides. If that person doesn't end up wanting the same things that I want, it's just not for me. I would rather know earlier on so I don't have to waste my time. Now moving on. A lot of people in this world are going to be very manipulative. Some people do it for power, for control. Some people just do it without even knowing that they're doing it. But one of the ways I've seen this in men specifically is them feeding us words and ideas to make us feel like we're being loved and cherished in, in, in a relationship or we're getting like the desires of seriousness. But in reality, it's just words and there's no like real obligations or no real commitment from their end. So this is a really quick reminder to y'all that actions speak way louder than words. I have been in situations before where I thought that somebody really cared about me because of the things they said. They even threw the word like, I love you and whatnot, but their actions just didn't resonate or align with their words. This is crazy, but it's so true. Some guys will keep you purposely in situationships and keep stringing you along because you're buying them time to exercise other options. You're buying them time to figure out who it is they really want to commit to and i even know some girls that do this i feel like i've done this before and i know it sucks like it's horrible but honestly that's part of the game so as your friend let me give you some of the signs and tips of somebody who may be stringing you along first one is easy it's simple it's basic it's straight to the point if they tell you i'm just not looking for anything serious right now Something along those lines. I don't know what other signs you need. It's right there in your face. Another one that I notice a lot is some guy telling you, I just don't have time right now. Like I'm focused on my career, blah, blah, blah. They're so focused on the future, but they ain't focused on the future with you. They never make future plans with you. And that to me makes it pretty evident that they don't want a serious relationship with you. Something along the lines of, oh, maybe in the future, but for now, I just want to have fun. Like, why can't we just have fun? That's because they don't want any strings attached, honey. They don't want to, they don't want any labels with you right now. They want to have a piece of the pie everywhere else. If the sentence starts with anything remotely of, I'm just not in the space, they, they don't got space for you. That's what it means, all right? <laughs> I don't think I need to elaborate more on that one. Other things that they may do is that they're inconsistent with talking with you. They're inconsistent with showing up for you. They're inconsistent in so many ways. If they disappear on you in any time frame when y'all are talking, yeah, that, that man don't want to be your boyfriend or your husband or anything with a label. Now, this one is a little tricky because some guys will love bomb you and manipulate you in the beginning and they'll be super romantic. So don't get a... So don't get so don't always get led on by romantic gestures. But if somebody is not showing you any type of romantic gestures, that person doesn't want anything serious. And please don't fall for the trap of, oh, I'm just not that kind of guy. I don't really do those kind of things. No, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Because if you want flowers and you want chocolates and teddy bears and you want purses and you whatever it is that you want, somebody's gonna have to give it to you. And if that man isn't willing to put in the work to honor you in that way, you're probably going to be in a very unhappy and miserable relationship. 
And now you may be wondering, why do guys do that? Like, why are they inherently so evil? And no, it's not that they're inherently evil, but get this. Him giving you words for free means that there is no obligation and no real effort put into you. And the reason why he keeps doing it is because you allow him to do it. Because you're giving him permission to have no obligation to you by just reciprocating your love to him with him only feeding you free words. And that is how you can get stuck in a situationship for a very long time. And now I just kind of want to end this entire thought and this entire rant with telling you that if you feel like situationships are okay with you, that's totally fine. If you're a single girl, if you're in your city girl era, in your hot girl era, and you're also looking for something casual, then that's totally okay too. You just have to make sure that you make it known and that you're safe. Most importantly, please be safe. But make sure you do tell somebody that ahead of time so you're not also giving mixed signals. Fun fact about Tinder and modern dating right now, Tinder saw in 2022 a 49% increase in members adding the phrase to their bio, situationship, with young singles saying they prefer situationships as a way to develop a relationship with less pressure. If that doesn't sum up modern dating, I don't know what does. At the end of the day, whether you're ready to commit to someone, you're just figuring out what it is that you like, whether you're just trying to have a fun cuddle season, just know that the most important type of love that you can receive is self-love. I love you all. I hope to talk to you on the next episode and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to today's empowering episode. I really hope that every moment spent here has been supportive and inspiring for your personal growth journey. If you're absolutely loving the podcast, let me know by rating the show. I also invite you to join our incredible Facebook community, The Tribe, where feminine souls like ours come together to foster meaningful connections, uplift one another, and share our innermost thoughts. Got burning questions and seeking for answers? I'd love to hear them. Simply submit them through the link in the description below and I'll ensure they're addressed in an upcoming episode. If this episode deeply resonated with you, take a screenshot, share it, and tag me at Building That Girl because your support means the world to me. Stay connected with me on both TikTok and Instagram for daily doses of inspiration and self-improvement gold. Remember, we're on this journey together. Thank you for being a part of my life and until next time, have a truly amazing day.